0: Tom Bernard Show with...
1: Co-host, Catherine Brandt.
0: Doug Sprinthal.
1: Alex Brandt-Bernard
2: Rasmussen.
0: Andy Brandt-Bernard.
2: Cassie Schrader.
0: We'll be right back. A couple of great guests this hour and more stimulating conversation. Ooh, stimulating. Tom Bernard Show. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walser.com. Wow,
1: two
3: for two. This is going to be a banner year. Uh-huh. Let's see how long you can keep the streak going.
1: Maybe that's his New Year's resolution. Yep.
3: <laughs> Let me mess the ads up, not him. We talked about this at the uh, top of the show. There is such, I, I went on car shopping for myself, and it's interesting because I've sold cars for a long time. But when you're trying to pick something out, you really I realized how far technology has advanced in the last couple of years. All these manufacturers have they're labeled differently, but they all do the same thing. So it's radar-assisted cruise control. You can set the the cruise control, and if there's somebody in front of you that slows down, the car slows down automatically. You have do you have eyesight on your Subaru? Yep. Yeah, lane departure, and if you're not paying attention and you're about to rear end somebody, it'll slam on the brakes. If you're driving something that's older than four or five years old, you just stop out to one of the Walzer stores and just check out this t- technology. It, it is really, really cool, and it'll save a lot of lives. I gotta get my teenage kids into these cars rather than the Model Ts that I've got them rolling
0: around in now.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's Model the spot, Tom. Model
3: Ts? Well, I'm cheap. That's
0: it. Well, we'll, get o- we'll all get over it. There's I don't think Model about. T's are very well, cheap anymore.
3: Well, we'd have to look that up. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> yes,
0: we would. Yes. <laughs> yes. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and
3: talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights
0: are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
3: Let's dance. I still miss him. I like this song.
0: Mm-hmm. I do too. Yep. We're rocking out, man. That's all I know. Um, this show's been on uh, on uh, the air for six and a half years now, what the and one heck? of the first guests we ever had on this show at the beginning, the very beginning of the Tom Bernard Show, was Doctor Paul, the incredible Doctor Paul. As a He's matter true. of fact. Debuts this year on January twelfth, Saturday night. Nat Geo Wild. How are you doing, Doctor Paul?
5: I am fine. How are you doing, Tom?
0: Marvelously well. You were one of our very first guests all those years ago. You've been you've been on how many seasons? Well,
5: this is season fourteen. That is oh, the God. season, that, the way that J. Wild counts them, we count them a little different because I think they call our season when they fill them in now season seven. So don't ask me okay. how do you do that. I don't do math.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, I won't ask. Yeah, you were just starting out on the show, and this show was just starting out. You were on our first guest, and now having you back is a great thrill the show follows dutch american veterinarian dr Pohl, his family and employees at his practice in rural is it whiteman michigan
5: no waitman uh, it's pronounced uh, waitman? a little bit different than but you know it's just waitman they call it and it's a small town right in the middle of michigan the lower peninsula
0: that's a good thing so things have been going very well you got what nineteen thousand clients that's pretty good
5: uh, well no, actually, if a new client walks through the door now, it's 25000 That doesn't it's mean we 20. have all yeah. these clients yet, because a lot of them have died in 40 years, and a lot of them have moved away. But we still sure. have single-digit clients, too.
0: That is unbelievable. So yeah, so I don't know a how many line.
5: clients if, if that are active. A lot of them.
0: A lot. There's no doubt about it. Well, you love your work, and right. I think that's very obvious by watching your show. You love your work, and people, I think, gonna have a lot of faith in a veterinarian who loves their work. It's just, it's terrific. It's a wonderful show.
5: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, the, the whole secret is, I think, here that nothing is actually made up for the camera, unless Charles, Diane, and I are fooling around. You know, what you see when we work on animals is real. And that is actually Charles's fault. When he started way in the beginning, he says, "Dad, do your work. That is interesting enough." And that's the way we kept it. So when you see us working with animals, that is real. You know, when we pull a calf out of a cow, that is real. We don't stick it back in for a second take either. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Dr. Right. Paul.
1: Dr. Paul hi this is Catherine. i yes. talked to you a long time ago um we've we used to have horses and uh i had a vet that took care of them and all that kind of stuff and i just wonder. i mean it's pretty demanding work what you do and then to add a camera crew following you around all the time how do you stay focused and not get burnt out
5: because first of all i love my work second of all the cameras have been there now so long that we completely get used to it. And it's the same people that come back every time. Oh. We still have the same cameraman that started the whole thing. We have the same, yeah. You know, maybe in the second season they started. We have the same producer that started in season two. And they always come back. And this is the difference between our show and different ones where, yeah, we, we treat everybody like family. And this is why they don't, you know, if they have two weeks off, you know, three weeks off, they come back. And that's what makes the show, because they know exactly where to stand. Well, not mm-hmm. all the time, but most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how they get the best job. Yeah.
4: But yeah, I think if it's they ever vibe. do
5: behind the scenes, if, you do, if they do behind the scenes, watch it, because you're going to laugh your head off.
0: <laughs> I would imagine that's true uh, Dr. Paul treats horses, pigs, cows, sheep Alpacas, goats, chickens And even an occasional reindeer Well, that's pretty cool
5: Yep, yeah Anything you know, For me, being a veterinarian means that you treat animals And if you have an animal that needs help you know I'm willing to try it If I don't know, I look in the books Somebody has done something about that animal before And, yes, this is how you do it. And if you know what healthy animals looks like and feels like, then you can find out what's wrong with them and treat them accordingly. They're animals, you know.
0: You know, it's kind of unfortunate, Dr. Paul. I understand in America, and I think it's it's getting harder by the minute, but to become a veterinarian in America is very difficult now because so many people want to get into your field, I guess.
5: Yeah, it seems like that. So, yes, there's a lot of applications at the colleges, so if you want to make sure that, you know, you take all the hard courses in high school and do not apply at one school, you know, you just get you know the, the, the admission um, requirements and apply to many schools. biggest problem is it is so expensive, and many of yeah. these veterinarians coming out of college have, you know, a debt that is way too high.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't really understand how, why, why we did that. We did that to ourselves here in America by allowing yeah uh, yeah the, the student loans to go private. Privatizing student loans was a horrible idea, and uh, they, they, what it, it was it was it was absolutely yeah. terrible. And it, it gave it gave all these schools a chance to go. Okay, well then we're going to charge twice as much for tuition,
5: even though it's colleges ridiculous. also are subsidized. So it's like they're both privatized <laughs> and <laughs> subsidized. Know,
0: for
4: me.
5: For me, a college is a teaching facility. That means the new ones have to get their heads dirty doing work on animals. This is how I was educated. You know, the people that were, were bringing animals to the veterinary school in the Netherlands where I went to college knew that students were working on them under supervision of one or two veterinarians. So if anything did not go exactly, they could jump in right away. But before I graduated, I had done my own C-section on a cow. Mm.
4: Really? really? Ooh, yeah. Really?
0: I, yeah. Uh, Andy, you would, you'd probably be a veterinarian if, he, if it, uh, you could get in, don't no. you think? I well, you wouldn't want to be a vet? What I couldn't deal so? with putting animals down. Well, no, I that understand. That is the hardest
5: Yeah. And, and yeah. I tell you, that, yeah. Is, that is hard every time, and you'll never get used to that. But you have to think about the animal where quantity is not as important as quality of life. And I've said so many times, animals are not afraid to die. For them, it is part of life. And what we do, we actually put the animal under anesthetic first before we give him the final injection.
1: Right, that's and, kind. And
5: that's, that's what I do. Mm. And so like One I said, of the dogs is calling anything. you right now. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's another phone ring. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget <laughs> well, about, you, you
0: about it. You do run a <laughs> busy clinic over there. <laughs> that is a good thing. Yes. 19,000 yeah. clients and yeah. if 25,000 it's going to ring. Um, yeah, that is a tough part. We've, we had, uh, Well, I at the time, I don't know if we had talked yet. I don't think so, because I think Cassie was still alive the last time Dr. Poe was on. Yeah, probably. But we lost a dog. He was, what, 14, 15 years he old? Was yeah, he, was 18. 18 years old. he was 18. he was 18.
2: He was years old. little Jack Russell. He was not bad. alive. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a good life for a dog. He was
5: yeah, not alive. It, it is hard. And, and yeah. like I said, when people come and I have to put that animal down, I almost cry with them. Because yeah. I know what Real it time. is. Even this morning, I had to put the dog down. It was a diabetic for five years, and he was sixteen mm-hmm. years old. But he, his quality of life was gone.
4: Yeah, and, and what right. are you going
5: to do that? You know, yeah, and like I yeah. Said, uh, how what, do it so that they don't feel any pain?
1: Right. What yeah. what, what kind of advice do you give to people? Like I had a friend whose dog had cancer, and they spent. Uh, I don't even know, $7,000, yeah. uh, giving that dog chemo, and he never felt fabulous. And they, I think they bought him maybe in a year. I mean, yeah.
5: do, you, See, and that, do you think that, that's right? Me, no, for me not. I, My my son-in-law died of pancreatic cancer when he was 15. He was two years on chemo. Uh. And honestly, I refuse to put animals on chemo Because, there again, it's the quality, not the quantity. Right, I agree. And that is important for me. And when you're on chemo, you don't feel good.
1: No.
3: Is part of it also because an animal can't inherently understand what chemotherapy is? Oh, yeah, they don't know why you're making them feel
5: sick. It's the feel Mm bad. You know, I compare chemo with trying to shoot a mouse with a shotgun full of birdshot. The collateral damage is so big that it's terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. It's well, that is. I I could see that that would be the worst part of your job to Mm -hmm. to have to put uh, our dog, our eighteen year old dog, our son and our daughter and I went to to have him put down, and I was petting him, and all of a sudden I realized as I was petting him, he was no longer alive. It was really shocking. He was still looking at me. But he was dead. Yeah, it
1: oh, yeah. fast. God,
5: yeah, See, weird. that's the thing. They don't close their eyes. That's, that's, people yeah. don't do it either. The eyelids are glued shut. You know, But that's neither the end of But like I said, do it painless. And I think that's yep. important.
0: Yep. But now the great part of your job, Dr. Pohl, because, I mean, obviously you're doing a great service, to you know, putting people at, uh, at ease any way you possibly can when they have to put a pet down. But also... Yeah. You make people joyous. You bring, you bring animals back to people that were severely damaged. You fix them. They get them back. That's got to be a great feeling.
5: Yes. And, and this is the enjoyment of my job, too, where, you know, yes, we make people happy by giving them back an animal. You know, and, that's, and I want to keep that affordable, too. That's very important for me because I want kids to grow up with animals. Animals will teach yep. kids, but we cannot teach them. Empathy. You know, when, when a kid crawls over the floor before he's a year old, his allergies are reduced by 40%. That's a that's a medical fact, that doesn't come from me. So animals really? are a big part of kids' lives too. And when a kid becomes abusive to an animal, when he's that funny young, two or three years old, then you can already, Start working with him. Hey, listen, this is not the way to treat him. Because you see that kids that are abusive to animals turn to humans later on, too.
0: Oh, I, I believe that's true. As yeah, that, a matter of fact, they yeah. say cat, cats in particular, a lot of people who turn into serial killers, they begin by killing cats for some reason. Yeah, That's so weird. I think so. Yeah.
5: I know. That's a, I don't understand that's a very, very them because, bizarre. you know... No. Yeah, it is. So, Dr. Paul, another thing.
1: Another thing. Okay, so when you went to school in Europe when you came to America. Did you have to get, how did you do that? I mean, sometimes they make you go through the whole medical program again.
5: No, not through the whole medical. Because, yeah, Utrecht University was already accredited by the AVMA. Okay. So when I came here, I, all I had to do was take the national board
0: exams. Oh, okay. I think it's wonderful. Dr. Pohl, ladies and gentlemen, the new season of his hit Nat Geo Wild show, The Incredible Dr. Pole, debuts in just two days, Saturday on Nat right. Geo Wild. Dr. Pole, okay, don't wait, don't wait seven more years to come back, okay? It's a
5: great show. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You just call me. <laughs> all
0: right, we will call you, Dr. Pole. Thanks so much for your time. Love having you on, sir.
5: Thank you,
0: Tom and Kathy. Have a good afternoon. Have a good afternoon. Bye. Hey, Kathy, how you doing over there? <laughs> oh,
1: he's so cute. He's a great guy. Yeah.
3: He's
0: a great guy. He is a great
1: guy. You know, and oh, sh- it's so funny because I remember distinctly talking to him and because I was like, you know, I was very into horses. I, I mean, I've worked with vets for a long time and he was shy and we had to, like, coax him into talking a little bit. Yeah, no, he was, he's yeah. Now he's oh, just, wow. you know, now he's been doing it for so long well, yeah I think that 14, he's, yeah, he's 14... Yeah, he's much more relaxed.
5: He said 14 seasons, well, said but those are, like, years. Dutch seasons or something like that. So, yeah. For half and a half, I think, yeah.
1: Nat Geo does their seasons differently, I
0: Oh, think. it's a Nat well, Geo thing? right...
1: Yeah, it's Nat Geo. Well
0: all those dance shows, those performance shows, they have two seasons in the same year, don't they? I know, two but they seasons take a breaks,
1: month. and then they call it a different season. <laughs> two I don't
0: seasons know. a month? I don't know.
5: Uh, he's been Ooh, yeah, what do I know? 2011 to present. So, yeah, time,
0: seven right? years. So, yeah, he started mm-hmm. just before this show started. So He did, yep. We had him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always liked the guy. He's a very, very nice guy. He actually cares about what he's doing. He loves to make people happy. Uh, takes away their pain by by, you know, euthanizing their their Mm -hmm. pets without any pain whatsoever. So he's just a hell of a good guy. That's all I know. He's a really, really really good man. Doctor Jan Pohl. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard show
5: the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period.
0: I still love
1: this. (laughs)
0: That's
1: me trying to sing that low. (laughs)
0: Eric Burden. Doesn't work. You know what I love about Eric Burden? And I really do love Eric Burden. The animals were my favorite. I I like the animals more than the Rolling Stones, actually. Really? I did. Yeah, the Beatles and the animals and the Rolling Stones. But uh, I've met Eric Burden now in my life. I've met Eric Burden about 30 times, and every time I see him now, it's brand new. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nice to meet you. Honest to God. Well,
1: can you imagine how many people he's met in his life? Oh,
0: but if you met somebody 30 uh, times.
1: Well, yeah, and how many drugs did the man do? Who knows?
0: Uh, what was the name of that show? Again, it was uh, Tudors. The Tudors. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. We were backstage. We were backstage at the Golden Nugget in Vegas, and Eric Burden was on on the show. And before we went out on stage, he said, "We." St- he started talking about the Tudors. You know what I loved about the Tudors? It's the Sopranos in antiquity. <laughs>
4: Well, <laughs> it's <looks> true. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: not that. wrong.
0: It really is. Oh, he's a very smart guy. Eric Burton's a really smart guy. I think he's got a couple of you know buttons off the vest right now, if you know what I'm saying. I think but, he's about
1: three foot six.
0: Yeah, he's not very tall. He's about five feet tall, maybe five two something like I think that. I you're being generous. Mm, he might be true. <laughs>
1: he's very tiny. Oh, well,
0: yeah, you've met him a few yeah, times. He's so. tiny. He is tiny. There's no getting around that, but a uh, great singer. I love that group, and Chaz Chandler, of course. Who was in the, uh, he was a member of the Animals, discovered uh, Jimi Hendrix.
1: Yeah, he did. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. That.
0: He was the guy who really, brought, him, really brought him,
3: cool. him to England and made him a star.
0: Well, that's why when I first saw <laughs> Jimi Hendrix on, I believe, the Dick Cavett show, I was shocked that he didn't have a British accent. I thought he was a British act.
2: Real you know I what I mean? because, yeah. Well, he, he kind of had I that did. look, too. Like he could. I think. Yeah, I was shocked when They're I found British? out Jimmy Hendrix wasn't British either.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so there you go. I didn't like the fact that when he was on uh, the Dick Cavett show that he kept, uh, oh, actually it was David Bowie that did this. He was on the Dick Cavett show. And the entire time he was on there, he had a cane, and he kept stroking it with his right hand. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> oh,
2: creepy. Do you remember
0: that? No, Ooh. I didn't see Do that. Do you one. remember that? Dick oh, Cavett that was God, great. Was like, he was really great. Well, phenomenal. Uh, the greatest thing ever on the Dick Cavett Show, and ladies and gentlemen, he was just—he a, a, uh, a talk show host back in the day. Very, very smart guy. Really good guy. But one of the greatest of all time. He's talking to Muhammad Ali after the Ken Norton fight where he broke his jaw. Remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dick Cavett says to Muhammad Ali, you know, I, I have to be honest with you, Muhammad. I got to believe that if I had gotten hit with that punch, I'd be knocked out still. And Ali said, let me tell you something. You got hit with that punch, your beneficiaries will still be collecting. <laughs> <laughs> what a great comment. Your beneficiaries. Yeah, I do remember that. That was a great show. You're absolutely right. That's the first time uh, Michael Douglas was his direct competition. First time I ever saw Tiger Woods as a, I think, a three-year-old. He was on the uh, on the talk show putting and doing all this stuff. He stuff. I think he was only three years old. I think that's right. That's pretty cool, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because talk shows now, I wouldn't watch one of those things if you paid me oh, to do it. God, those no. th- talk shows now are terrible. What happened?
2: I don't know. It's um, every I once think... in a while, though, I do like to watch Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he's probably the only one I like. One Jimmy I, Fallon. I do too. I. He's probably the only one that I could watch. I don't really care for the interview stuff, but I like it when he does some of his like little skits or when he does some of his musical stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he's brilliant mm-hmm. at. But when he does interview, it's very he becomes very fangirly. Yeah. To me, That's on right. yeah. sitting behind the desk. Everybody says that he just is like you're amazing, you're wonderful, yep. you're fantastic. It's obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. But I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel or any of the Another other ones. Oh,
0: he's horrendous. It's just way too political. All of it's way too political. Oh, Busy, yeah, that's the problem. Busy Phillips just got one.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like, uh it's called Busy Tonight. It's on E. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but she's like the
1: female, the new female talk show host.
0: So, Ellen. who's Busy Phillips?
1: Ellen is good. Mm-hmm.
0: Ellen's going to quit, though. Did you hear that? Is she
1: really? Oh, really?
0: yeah she, she's talking about giving it she, she loves to do the game of games ellen's game of games yeah mm-hmm. and she's she's thinking of moving away from the uh from the talk show
2: has anybody maybe she's just doing it oh go ahead tom
0: i was just saying maybe she was just doing it to get them to jack up the rate
2: yeah well yeah. has anybody watched her new netflix special i haven't watched I, it I did no watch i Sarah want to and I
3: watched it and she's She's a great stand-up comedian. She really has got mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, she is great timing. And, you know, mm-hmm. her jokes are really simple, but it's all in the delivery and the timing. She's really good at. It.
0: Catherine and I were watching one time, and it might have been the Tonight Show or whatever, but she was uh, uh, portraying a woman who goes to a public toilet. Oh I remember god! She goes, all, all righty so then, and she shakes her butt around and around and around, like peeing all over the lid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's true. It's like, how so do they even right manage even?
1: It? Well, I actually think that a lot. I mean, when you flush a public toilet, especially like in an airport, I, I mean, they have like a powerful
0: flush, oh, yeah, and yeah, and, do, and do,
1: water do. does just come shooting up out of that thing. So I don't think it's always people just doing odd things with their pee.
0: Mm. Oh, that's a nice. <laughs> that's a nice look at it. Odd things with. Well, that
1: would be very weird.
0: You know yes. what? We should get a cable show. Odd shows the odd odd <laughs> things to do with your pee. There probably is one already.
1: Yeah. It's probably,
3: yeah. Yeah. Well, it's probably a Japanese a, game show. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or a YouTube channel. Yep.
0: I gotta run this by you guys because i uh, I'm realizing as time goes by and I it's so it feels uncomfortable to me because it's how I grew up. But we are watching fewer and fewer programs on what used to be broadcast television. Mm-hmm. I think there are five of them right now that I, that I picked out that I watched. They're all cop shows. All five are cop shows. So what does that tell you? But it's like The Rookie, it's FBI, it's Blue Bloods, it's, you know, those kind of shows. But I just, uh, we watch more Netflix and Hulu and, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, going down the list of Amazon Prime, Prime Video, all the rest of it. We watch many more shows on there because they're just better shows. Yeah,
1: They are better shows.
0: So I don't know. I got to go. What is it called? School Days. Brian Callen, my my pal, just got a new series. Oh, uh, did
3: he?
0: Yeah, it's called School Days. It's based on about the same time the Goldbergs is, I think. And it, I don't know if it ties in with the Goldbergs or not. But he he's on the show, so I got to watch that. It was on last night. Oh. And I didn't get a chance to see it.
2: Yeah, that's Lainey, the character in Goldberg. She ha- got a spinoff. Yeah, it's like I can't remember how many years later, but she comes back as a teacher. To the same school.
0: 1990 nine. They're talking 19, Somewhere in the nineteen nineties. Yeah.
2: That's
0: what's all the, they
3: say. What's about the it, name of the actor that plays Ray Donovan? I'm having a oh
2: gosh. Okay. Um, he's a jerk too. Uh,
0: yeah, he's not a pleasant uh, man. What the hell is his name? Leave, uh, let, God. Yeah.
2: Leave Schreiber. Yeah,
0: that's leave, oh, leave He hosted Shriver,
3: Saturday night. I've been watching SNL again, and it's been pretty good. But he hosted last mm-hmm. Saturday's. He was. Terrible. Yeah. yeah, he
2: has no personality. <laughs> he can't read.
3: He's not funny. It was just like, oh, mm-hmm. I, you could take a high school drama kid and put him in there, and he would have been better. No.
4: It's
0: like, oh, Why God. do they do that? It makes no sense to me. They put somebody in there that's not qualified to do that job. Yeah, I don't I,
4: get I don't that. Know.
0: Most people they care no.
5: about who they are, not what they do. Yes.
0: I asked this question this morning on the morning show, and I want to ask you guys too, and all the listeners to this show, of course. What is it with Stephen King having to repeat <laughs> everything he does about 5 times cuz he just doesn't think you're going to be able to get it?
1: I I just that's always been his writing style. Name. Just what he does. Yeah.
0: Seriously. We we watched yeah. episode 7 of uh, Castle, uh, Castle Castle Rock. Rock.
1: We finally got into that. Yeah,
0: we gotten in, in the first 6 <laughs> oh, episodes did I really liked but ep- it Yes, we I did told watch you to watch it. That, you, that a while ago. Did you watch yeah. the whole thing?
1: No, I haven't watched the whole thing. I've, you know just, I don't have time.
0: Episode 7, it's one of those deals where he's dead, he's alive, he's dead. No, he's back alive again. No, he's not. He's dead. Well, you it's were
1: like, falling oh, asleep God. during the thing, so I think you were missing the fact that oh. it, was, it was actually about her memory loss. That yeah, right, she was right. fading in yes. and out of reality. Right. Oh, the mom? Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: it's Sissy Spacek, I haven't, I haven't seen who's that terrific, one. by the
1: way. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it she, is. They did it for way too long That was did, the problem yeah. with the episode Is they yeah. just did it for way too long so.
0: Yeah we got it Okay we got it She's coming apart at the seams Okay let's move on Good show <laughs> I, I've liked it till now But that, that one last night was boring as hell Because they just kept repeating things Which I don't know I was hoping I had Alzheimer's So I didn't have to remember that they already did <laughs> don't, that
1: do ever many, hope that yeah,
0: Don't, don't be that such that a never. baby
1: um, How many bored? episodes are there? Ten. Uh, ten?
0: Okay. There are ten episodes. I think I meant yeah, like so. five. You know, and Dad, w- Dad was like, You missed your line. Dad was you were like, I'm supposed out. To say you don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I don't remember. Mean, what?
1: Dad was like, I'm not watching the rest of them. This is just, ho- it was horrible. It was horrible. Oh Typical. There's Stephen King. There's <laughs> three more. You can do it. <laughs> and then there's another series of his, right? What's that one called? Yeah,
0: what is it? Uh, the on Mist? at the same time. The
1: Mist. Yeah.
5: There's yeah. Uh, two series on at the same time. That's yeah, not a good he's idea. Busy.
3: The 3rd season of uh, True Detective is Sunday starting, I think. It is who's on it? I can't remember you. I can't up. remember the guy's name. Some black guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: some. Oh, yes. Well, that's, well, that's That's,
5: that's I some, understand. some
3: I'm black s- guy.
1: I'm familiar. There's only one.
3: Just hope it's as good as the 1st season and way uh, better than the se- the 2nd season was horrible. S-
0: terrible. And I like I really like Vince Vaughn, so that kind of bothered yeah, me that Vince Vaughn was in a terrible mm-hmm. thing. But, yeah, that first season was really, really yeah, good. It was but, rough. Hey, 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 how you doing today? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, he was Got good. His delivery is so odd. I talked to him yesterday, and he said he was doing fine. Did you sounds go- like
1: that dog <laughs> on that cartoon. Yeah, did
3: cartoon. you Google the show,
0: or did you just Google some black guy? Because it might be quicker <laughs> <Some> to Google.
2: Some
0: black guy? Listen to is- you. Saw, yeah, I did. I just, some black guy. That was it. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's not giving me the cast, though. Huh. Um, just give me a second. we all and a secret. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. It's... Well, it's
0: until it's then, we have Mark Lewis on the phone. Oh, Mark's ready to go? Yes. Excellent. That's a good thing. I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, the book's called Give a Damn, the Ticket to Cultural Change. Mark, we need it, and it's all on you, and if you don't deliver, I'm going to be very upset.
4: No pressure. Well, I am uh, I like the pressure. I like the accountability. I'm all about uh, trying to change uh, society to make it a better place. And you know, I wrote the first book and then I've got a follow on book and we actually got a professional editor and I'm very much engaged in trying to change society for a better. And it all, of course it all starts at the top and we're not getting that kind of top no. leadership that we need. Mm-hmm. I think
0: out of anybody, that's the amazing thing. Whether it's the presidency or it's Congress, uh, nobody's doing their job right now. And I don't know what that's all about.
4: Well, it's all about what's in it for me. What can I prove yep, yep. Uh, to others it become such a self-centered uh, look? I'm better than you instead of working together. And, you know, we need to kind of change our thought patterns in terms of what we could do to help others. And there's a lot of data that shows that the more we do for others, the more we're going to get in return. I love but that. here's See, that the makes fallacy. Total sense. But the fallacy is, that people say, well, if I'm going to do this for you and you expect something in return, then that's not what proper thinking right. is all about. I agree And that's completely. where Don't society is going. We're, yeah, exactly, because you know, law of attraction, it's just going to happen. The more things you do for people, the more you're going to get returned. The more positive you are, the, the more positive people will be around you. It's this herd mentality that, that we need to bring together uh, to work for a commonality and that's the reason why I'm starting here in New Orleans. I'm in the process of creating these give a damn communities where we can bring the herd together and have more of a force. It's gonna take a long time because we've gone down this path of self centered thinking and that it's just disrupting society. It's causing more I think more violence because if you don't win you're gonna hurt others because of it. This just yeah. perpetuating itself it's going down a wrong hill.
1: Yeah, I think people are totally stressed out now, and this is part of the reason why.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably well, true, Mark. Well, they're
4: stressed. I... Yeah,
0: go ahead. No, go ahead, sir. Go ahead, sir.
4: Well, you know, I think they are stressed out, but what's causing that stress? Um, and, I, you know, a big part of it is, I think, social media. Um, and, you know, what today's the social media brings It's giving the influence to prioritize our self-expression over the welfare of others. And I think that's the problem because we don't relate to people like we used to in the past. You see these TV programs, Reality Tea, which I call unreality, and it becomes where it's single purpose. It's not uh, multiple winners but multiple losers. And empathy versus narcissism, they go in opposite directions. And so we're becoming more a narcissistic society, and how do we get to be more empathetic towards us? And now think, when the disasters happen, what happens? The empathy comes out. Mm hmm.
0: No, it's very true. I need to take a very quick break. You can, well, we'll be right back. Uh, you can stay for another segment, I'm hoping, uh, Mark Lewis. Sure. Sounds good. Give a damn. The Ticket to Cultural Change. We'll be right back more with Mark Lewis right after this, Tom Bernard Show. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. I love the fact that you can't hear the uh, yeah, some, some of the instruments the no, it in the back. That's hilarious. Odd mix. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Yeah, you know, it's a very calm version of it. Ladies and gentlemen, the book's called Give a Damn, The Ticket to Cultural Change. Mark Lewis, our special guest. So what is Give a Damn all about, Mark?
4: Um, give a Damn is all about changing and help people realize how our thought processes have an effect on others and what we do that can actually be the benefit of uh, to other people, and and so we've kind of gotten away from helping others. Although when disasters happen, we go out of our way to help others. What can I do to get outside my own internal domain name, domain, and everything that goes around my domain to make life better for others and make life and society better than it what it is today? Because when you start getting so self-centered and think thinking about yourself, it doesn't help people grow. It doesn't help them be happy. There's just a a number of things that happen that cause us uh, to be really unhappy to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, so uh, giving a damn just means live your life and actually caring about other people and yourself. I would assume giving a damn about yourself is a big part of that, isn't it? Not that you're focused on yourself.
4: No, but you know I have Steve Gleason. You know, I don't know if you know Steve. He is... uh, football players, the New Orleans Saints, uh, he blocked the punt, sure. when yep. between a half, and it was the first game. Steve Gleason wrote the forward, and what he does and what he says, is that he has this internal struggle. Now, he is the consummate individual. He is totally uh, incapacitated, but his mind is still working. He said that the best way mm-hmm. to help yourself is to first serve and help others, and that's what he learned from his parents it's an inward focus on family not yourself but to help by helping others you basically help yourself and everybody has this internal struggle because they can't get it but you know he's got ALS. he can't get around anywhere but he says he Mm -hmm. doesn't use that as a crush to go forward he uses it as his purpose in life to find meaning that a lot of few people really don't find what their purpose in life is his purpose is to find a cure for ALS and I'm happy to support him. And when we sell this book and the things that I do to sell the book, I give 20% of whatever happens in selling the book to his ALS foundation because he is the consummate individual with all the struggles he has. He's out there helping others.
0: Yeah, that is a wonderful thing. That's what it's. And I, does it take for some people and maybe most people, something like that, uh, to, to be just shocked into reality for a lot of people to realize, you know, this is about serving others, not myself. Do some people just come by it naturally, or does it take kind of a shock in your life to understand that?
4: Well, I think with some it comes naturally because we've been learned that habit through how we were brought up, and parents provided those values. And in some cases, you have to be shocked. Just like if someone has a heart attack, they haven't been taking care of themselves, now they've been shocked, and well, I better start taking care of myself or I might ha- this may happen again. The process of trying to change a thought pattern is very, very difficult, because we've been ingrained these habits in our psyche that it's very difficult to do. So what I do is I have these give-a-damn bracelets that continually to remind myself that, hey, i got to continue to do this. Now, I've gotten much better at it, but it's a process. So I think there's four areas that people can guide their philosophy. One can be religion. One can be a significant other like your mom. If, your mommy, if you knew your mom was always watching and everything you do, would you act different? Or maybe a mentor or even the herd mentality, joining a movement, getting everybody together. And that's kind of a goal I'm trying to do so people can continue to hear and learn this philosophy about serving others. Um, because at the end of the day, you're going to be so much happier, so much better at what you're doing.
0: Yeah, see, I, I think it's a great look at life right there. It's kind of what I always hoped when I was a kid. And I, I, I don't know what age it was, but I'm sure it was, I, I don't know, I'm after 13, 14 years old, something like that. I started looking at politicians and going, yeah, these people are elected and they help everybody out. They do this. And about a year later, I looked and went, none of these people help anybody out unless somebody does something for them first. Uh, I, I learned that problem. at a very young age. Right. Yep, it is. Yep.
4: Yeah. And, and I address, you know, uh, you know the several areas that I address in, in the book about what's caused this. And I think politicians... You know, when they make decisions, are they making decisions for the best interest of the people they serve, or is it based on me getting reelected, or how much money I can get so I can get reelected? And there's influencers there that cause them to make decisions that maybe they wouldn't make if those influence, like there, especially with a special interest group. So there's so much distraction, there's so much toxin reinforcements out there uh, that cause us to – make decisions that we wouldn't normally make if we knew that God was always watching or my mom was watching or Messer was watching. What decisions would we mm-hmm. make differently? That's hard to change. It's, it's a very difficult thing to change. But I'm going to give it I a like and try doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. I like it a lot, as a matter of fact. I um, Yeah, I mean, when you break it down, what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen, is... When you look at what this whole brouhaha right now going on over the border wall, or we're not going to do the border wall, yes, we are, no, we're not, yes, we are, that whole argument is about votes. Because Democrats assume if all those people come over, they're going to vote Democrat, which they will, and Republicans are going to assume they're going to vote Democrat as well. That's why they don't want them coming across. So, look, you don't want to allow criminals and all the rest of your country, but this is all about these people are sitting out of work, and it's the Democrats and the Republicans that have done it, I don't see how they can point the finger at anybody else. You both did it. And it's all about preventing you from getting votes or trying to get votes. That's the whole thing, isn't it?
4: Yes, that's part of it, but it's also money. When you think about these yeah, special interest yeah. groups when they donate money, and there was a, the citizens versus U.S., that decision was just so bad because you get these special interest groups can give ungodly amounts of money to a campaign. Now, do you think if someone gave me a billion dollars to run, you think I would be indebted to them? Absolutely. But how do we get away <laughs> from maybe. that? You know, I, and no, look, no. if I were to run for political office, I wouldn't do it. I'd only do it for one term, and I'd say, look, you give me all the money you want, but I'm going to make this decision within the best interest of the many. You can't please everybody. You know, it's like a politician. They get elected. They get 50.1% of the vote. The other 49.9% do not like them. But they still get elected, and no one complains. But if I make a decision that's good for 90% of the people, the other 10% don't like it. And it's a lot of times they can affect the outcome, which is wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is absolutely true. I like your, uh, your take on the whole thing. Give a damn the ticket to cultural change. I like your look at it, Mark. And, uh, you know, keep on fighting the good fight. We appreciate people like you because not a lot of people are doing it. They, they, people in America right now have taken sides, and it's really disturbing to watch to me.
4: Yeah, how do we get engaged? How do we create these uh, these communities where we all can do what's in the best of everybody, knowing that I can't please everybody, but at least I can make society better. Look, everybody needs to buy this book for uh, to give it down to, to take it to cultural change. A, it's going to make you happier. I firmly, firmly believe it. You're going to make other people happier. Because of what you do, and therefore their life's going to get better. Those are the two primary reasons to buy the book, because your mindset will change and you become happier. I got, and I firmly believe it, and there's studies that show that. You know, when you give, you're going to be happier. People like when you're more religious. There's a study out there that says the more religious you are, and I'm not proposing people to religion. But you live mm-hmm. longer when you're when you're when you're more religious. If there's a study that says Iowa State, four years you increase your life by an average of four years, and they did a study on it. That's something that people grab onto that can help society in general in being what I call a good or better person.
0: Yeah, I think it's true. Mark, keep fighting. Uh, we'd love to have you back on to talk more about this. Thank you for your time today, sir.
4: I would love to tell you how I'm progressing. You know, I, I need to get somebody that can help. Me, a, a high-level person that can help me get to that next level. And I'm working with very influential people that can hopefully can help um, reinforce this uh, philosophy, that I'm trying to take across the country. I
0: think it's a great idea. Thank you, sir. Have a good day.
4: Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Mark Lewis, ladies and gentlemen, books called "Give a Damn: The Ticket to Cultural Change." Yeah, I, I. Doesn't it upset you that, that this is all about me, 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 and let's not even worry about the taxpayers? This is all about what I need and what I want. Isn't that's sad. Yes. Yes. A lot of energy in that. <laughs> room
2: Sorry, over I'm. There. Yeah. <laughs> you you like freaking out
1: over a...
5: You don't. Don't a expect of, people to answer
0: rhetorical questions. It doesn't go Why well. Why don't you just follow my lead there, Buster? I'll <laughs> mm, <laughs> just tell you that. What's we'll right wrong with Jude? The lead. Uh, he's, there's
1: a paper clip on the floor, and he's decided that it's an enemy of the state, and
0: Uh-oh. he has to get it. <laughs> Perfect. <True. laughs> the enemy of the state, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Uh, I just received something from Joe in Louisville, which uh, and th- this kind of stuff is makes my job so much, I don't know, makes me feel so much better about my job and, and what it kind of does for some people. I just got this, as a matter of fact. This is from Craig Bellinger on the uh, KQRS Morning Show Facebook page, the fan page. My mom was a long-time listener. She loved the KQ Morning Show. She passed away this morning. If Tom could give her a shout-out, I'd appreciate it. Uh, Tomorrow morning, today on this show, tomorrow morning on the KQ Morning Show, Craig, it's either Bellinger or Belanger. I've always seen it pronounced Belanger. But uh, yeah, if we Terrible. could find out, uh, and Joe, maybe you could, you could shoot Craig a quick uh, message on the, the morning show Facebook page what his mom's name is. And I would love to do that. but thank you so much to Mrs. Belanger. Uh, we'll find out. but his mom passed away this morning, and the first thing he thought of was a shout out from uh, the KQ Morning Show and this show, and I really it's very, very touching. and that stuff wonderful. Well. Yes, in a way. What do you mean in a <laughs> what? What do you mean in a way?
1: Well, I mean it's terrible that his mother passed, but it is. It's nice that. Well,
0: well, it's just very sweet. Yeah. The whole thing. I know. Joe from Louisville texts me back. I'm on it. So yeah, we'll get it up and we'll get it running. It's it's. Uh, I don't know. I just that that part of it it really makes me happy about my job. That people actually, it's a it's a part of their day and 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 it's a big part of their day and it makes me happy. Uh, quite an uh, quite an honor, that's all I have to say. So. Yes. Sorry to hear your, your mother passed away, Craig, because that's not the most pleasant day of our lives, I can promise you mm. that. Good oh. God, it's the worst. When your mother dies, yeah, Dad, who gives a rat's ass? But well, mother. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> not
1: you crazy.
3: realize you just shot not yourself true. in
0: the foot. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know I did, but yeah. I did it before my kids did it for me. Mm. So, you know. Wow
2: we wouldn't, we no, wouldn't say uh, that so
0: nothing not in public <laughs> Not in public. I would was, never say. It's that. a whole different deal. What was Andy's famous no, quote? A, if you have a
3: hundred million dollars, what do you need a dad for? Yeah, <laughs> something yeah. like that's that. That's exactly what he said. Oh
0: yeah, that's that's, and we've had a great relationship ever since. There's <laughs> yeah, no question um, about it. So yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Don't worry about thanks. anybody else's that's feelings. Our, we'll that's just,
1: our boy. Oh
4: we'll
0: just four ahead, <laughs> Forge ahead with what we have here, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, Mark Lewis is, is trying to... I, I, look, I love the point he's trying to make. Give a damn. And I think mm-hmm. it's a very good title for his book. Just give a damn about somebody else other than yourself for a minute. Once again, this, this weather guy... Al Roker stuck up for him, which I really, really uh, appreciate. The guy may have misspoke. If there's a five percent chance he misspoke, why do you want to ruin his yeah, life? Exactly. Yeah.
3: So I'm guessing. Why? The, I, heard, I heard the story, and I'm guessing the guy's been on TV for years and years.
1: Oh, 20 years, yeah. I think, probably. Yeah.
3: One slip up, and they broom him for that. That's complete. It's BS. ridiculous. Well,
1: yeah. Remember when Palanti said the F yeah, word instead them. of to
0: drop? Yeah. And drop yeah, the puck. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean that, I think
0: you know. that actually helped his career a little bit. <laughs> 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 it might have. Yeah. That's a very good point. It might have, it might have helped his career But I,
1: I mean it just it does happen. It happens all the sure. time.
3: That's what I what do are don't and all that. Pick on even Donald Trump when he says bigly and stuff like that. If you got the cameras on you 24/7, you're going to make yeah. mistakes. It's just Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: there's no doubt about it. Well, do you know anybody that's that's never said anything that's extremely offensive? Because I don't.
4: I never have in Every my life. That, you
0: no, fool. never. Mm. No, I'm sure. Well, I've never heard you say anything. You or Andy either. One, your mom, plenty of times. Andy says offensive right. stuff
2: all the time.
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, I and try to get never know if I'm joking
1: So does mom. Mom that's says a... offensive stuff all the time. I do not. What do okay. Know, what do I do? What do I say? Sure. Don't say it.
0: <laughs> Why well, don't you all just give a damn? That's don't what repeat I have to say. Just anything. all give a damn.
1: Ever that <clears throat> I say. Yeah. I suppose
0: that's true. It all works out in the end. But in any case, uh, yeah, good guest today. Dr. Pohl is one. I, oh. I love Dr. Pohl. Just a no, great he's guy. He's so a
1: great guy.
0: And Mark Lewis has the right idea and he has uh, some decency in his heart and just give a damn. And we need to we need to serve all the people, not just the people who voted for you.
1: Or even half. Just half right. isn't enough.
0: That's going to do it. Talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.